Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Bit Taller. I am Amir Fergus about to pop on. We get into our mythical money bets from last two weeks ago. Then we get into our upcoming bets for the in-season tournament. And we wager on the first four games of this tournament. Then we get into uh, questions about some of these young guys into the league and maybe what they need to do to improve. Um, then we get into uh, what we expect from Ja and Memphis in the next few weeks when he comes back. And then we get into the game. Listen in. Cheers. There we go. Cheers. It is time. Oh, all right. Uh, we have quite a bit to get into. Uh, we missed last week because of our holidays. We are back. And um, uh, so we basically broke even. You're up 100. Uh, you won one game. You won two games, lost one. I lost two. Uh, one one, so I lose a hundred. You gain a hundred, so you're even at ten thousand again. I'm I lose a hundred. I'm at ten thousand two hundred. All right. This week, I decided instead of the regular season games, we're gonna do the in tournament first round games. Okay. That sound that sounds great. And you know why it sounds great, Amir? Because I have no idea what the hell the in season tournament still is. <laughs> I see these weird painted floors. I see strange like you know, scoring people trying to run up the scores and all this weird stuff. And then I still don't know what the hell it is. And I don't know if half the players in the league know what the hell it is, but that's okay. That's here nor there. We're going to go ahead and bet on. I, I was going to say, it, I watched like last night, I watched the um, Kings uh, Golden State game. Kings were down by like 20 something and they came back and they were like, it seemed, I don't know if they're like the NBA's like, pumping noise or whatever but the game seemed so intense from like through third quarter halfway through the third quarter on it just seemed like i don't know if it was because the game they were catching up or you know making a comeback but it looked it was a fun game to watch without wasting all of our listeners time if you were able to explain it in two minutes or less what can tell you real quick. okay what is the incentive for the players and five hundred thousand dollars Basically, if you win it all, you win $500,000 per player. Per player, $500,000. Yeah. Okay, that definitely is incentive. I love it. So okay. that one, Go and then basically it's you play certain games on Tuesday and Friday. Best record in each of the break conferences, whatever, makes it. And then there's a wild card on each side. And then they play for the championship, basically. It's a chart, you know, straight up win and move on, lose, and you're out of the playoff or the tournament. Like a March Madness tournament. Basically, a March be. Madness with like 18 or what is it, six teams, basically, or something like that. So, hey, that's okay. You know what? 500K, I like it. That okay. actually gives some incentive for these yeah. teams. You know, I mean, I know some of the guys making 30, 40 minutes, not even a big deal, but there are a lot of guys on the team that might be making one to two, and they're like, damn, that's. That's some good good coin we could be picking up. Look, the final is in the fi- in Vegas. They're like, we're gonna win it and blow it in fucking Vegas. You know, so. you know what? That's so true. Yeah. Do they get that in casino chips or do they get that? Uh, <laughs> is it automatically right an MGM and <laughs> win coins? You know, chips. Okay. So the first one, there's two games on Monday next week. Boston at Indy. Who do you got? Ooh, 
wee. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a flyer on this. I'm gonna say Indy, and here's why. Boston has their sights set on the NBA championship. Not to say that this doesn't mean anything to them, but I will say, let's go, let's go, Boston. I was just messing with you. Boston's gonna take it home because they're gonna say, we're gonna win the in-season tournament and we're gonna win the damn championship. That's what they're gonna do. All right, well, so we're you going know, Boston. Uh, you know I'm not going to pick Boston, so I will go Indy. And the only reason I'm going to go Indy is because they're going to score 150 points. So Probably yeah. 155. Yeah. If Boston doesn't score 156, they're going to lose that game. So, Is this not insane when you turn on the TV and you see the Pacers playing and you're just like, hell yes, let's watch it. Let's sit down for an hour and a half Actually, and let's just watch buckets. I mean, especially since Indiana, you always associate with like fundamental and like defense kind of a thing like Larry uh, Larry Brown had defense and then you know they got Reggie Miller who's a scorer but then they had Anthony Davis and or Antonio Davis and Dale Davis who couldn't fucking score if there were two people Bro, running, so that was like 25 years ago you name another name relevant another you can't name another player off the Pacers from like instead of 20 Lance years Stevenson ago. <laughs> Lance <Jesus>. Stevenson <laughs> We need to get you out of the L.A. bubble, man, to start watching some other teams. Um, okay, so we got those. <laughs> Next is Pelicans at Sacramento. Oh, for sure. We're going with uh, with Sacktown, baby. That is the up-and-coming team, and they are ready to make a, a splash. I love that team. Uh, I'll go against uh, – actually, I like Sacramento too, but I'll just go with Pelicans, uh, and I'll go with 100. Um and then we'll go Tuesday night. It's New York Knicks and your favorite player of all time versus Milwaukee. It doesn't matter who you said as the team they're playing against. I'm going with the opposing team. So I'm going Milwaukee. <laughs> Julius Randle, we're going to get into that later. I don't know how they don't try to trade him and give away all – take all his contract, but just get him off the – it doesn't matter. They need to get him out of town. Um, I'm going to go with Milwaukee too. Um, you know, I know you keep sending me messages, but like he's basically like 20 something and like eight rebounds and like five assists. Like, bro, <laughs> it don't matter. I have, if you want to talk about that, he is 19 and 10. So yes, he is a walking double, double. He's shooting 39% from the field, 27% from three. If you shoot the ball 20 times a game, 21 times, whatever it is, you can average 19 points in the league. I'm sorry. If, if you just – you get some free throws yeah, here and there, yeah, shooting yeah. 39% and he's averaging 19. Give me a break. That dude is trash. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I've, I've gotten as much hate texts and, like, you know, posts, Instagram posts from you from for anybody else but him like in the last four years even your hatred for the lakers is less than your dislike for this poor man you know what i'm just saying he is he is absolutely trying to just get his stats build it up so he can continue getting his contract it's like a, it's like a jordan pool right now jordan pool is like watching he's he's basically julius randall 2.0 just saying let me get my numbers and that's it and i gotta tell you julius or what's it, jordan pool that dude might be out of the league next year. Nah, homie. I think I think first and foremost, Kevin Garnett's statements are pretty bullshit. Like, yo, like, he, people hated that man. 
Like, Kevin Garnett didn't have a lot of fans. Even on his own team, didn't have a lot of people that liked him. So, like, his his, his comments are kind of... But Jordan Poole, there was an Instagram video of, like, you know, like, sometimes they do this, like, ballet slow motion, and there's this, like, beautiful music. He spins off the screen, sets up this beautiful four, and then it just clinks. <laughs> That dude right now, it, it's pretty classic when you're watching some videos of things that he's doing out on the court, just making a mockery of right. the game. You're like, what are you doing out there? Did you see this one where he like spun off the dude, the dude fell on the ground, and instead of like taking like the five footer, he tried to do the finger roll and got tossed by the dude from Detroit. It was just like <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's crazy right now. The Warriors are happy they. They got away from that and yeah, forward. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so last one is Phoenix at LA. Uh, which LA? Because there are two teams in LA, Amir. Do I really need to say which LA? Because I have, I have, uh, we're gonna say that like there's a team actually is relevant in the league in the NBA. Oh, and okay, LA. okay. So, so, so we're talking about the Lakers because yes, there's still a yes. two Okay, yes. Um, yeah. you know what? Just for the heck of it, I'm gonna go with the Lakers for LA. wow. How much you just, uh, just just because I think Anthony Davis probably won't play, and I'll get to see some of the reserves play a little bit. So you know I'm gonna go Lakers for a hundred. Okay, uh, so I have a hundred dollars for all of them across the board for us. Sounds okay. good. All right, all right. Um, I have one quick topic. Uh, it's we can get into it real quick. Dallas, Mar- uh, Mark Cuban is selling his majority share. He's still gonna be basket president of basketball operations, whatever his label is, but he's selling. Good, bad, or doesn't really matter for you? Um, you know, I don't think it matters right now because if he's still in control of the basketball operation part of it, he's still going to be courtside doing all that stuff. Unless he takes a huge step back and he's not with the team, he's not doing anything, um, I don't think it really makes a difference. I don't even think it, even if he steps away, it's going to matter at all because he's just an owner. Yeah, no, it's true. No, he's he's an owner, and I mean, it's not going to make a significant difference. And like, like I said, unless he's not involved in the recruiting of players, yeah, he's not yeah. on the front lines trying to get all that type of stuff. So yeah. I don't. So right now, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, yeah. I I just I saw that coming down the you know the news feeds, and I thought I'd get your opinion on it. Okay, you got something for me? So yeah, I wanted to I want to talk real quick and get your get your thoughts on it. So as the NBA is getting younger. And some of these guys are going straight to not the G League, but the, whatever else the other league is, right? Right, right. Um, and you can play on these professional teams, whatever it is, Ignite and all that type of stuff. So the number three pick, four pick, and five pick. Uh-huh. Okay. Scoot Henderson and then the Thompson brothers. Brothers, right. Are they not getting developed the same as some of these kids that go to college for a year because the maybe the schedule is different and they're not I, I don't know I'm just looking at their performance and the three of them just stand out because they're the three highest rated guys that came out in the draft but I'm looking at some of the things that they're doing out there for example the Thompson brothers can you just can you tell me what their three-point shooting percentage is this year for the two of them. Oh, and I know they're not shooting guards. I know they're not right, shooting guards. Right, right. 12 and 18. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Part and then of we it. got Scoot, Scoot Henderson, 
who now is coming off the bench as the number three pick in the draft. Everybody's claiming he's going to be this mega superstar that's going right. to take Portland and replace Dame and have them forgetting who Dame is. Right. is shooting 22%, averaging less than 10 points a game. It's, I, I was wondering, I'm thinking, not as developed because it's just this kind of freelance type style. And I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't watch any of those, uh, you know, of that league last year and playing right, and right. some of those, some of those teams, but I thought that was interesting to, to see some of their stat lines. There's a couple of things that go into it. It's one, most teams draft with, uh, based off potential, right? Not what they yep. see, what they assume these guys are going to be. So they're going to give them some leadway. Uh, I think that's part of it. I think the other part is that a lot of these teams don't have very good development programs, you know? Like, they don't have a very good – maybe a good shooting coach, maybe uh, guys that, you know, do sessions with them in between practice or before practice or whatever it is. Um, I think there are just certain teams that do really well, like Golden State. Either they draft really shitty or they don't have a very good development the program because they're relying on all these veterans, all these guys that drafted, and they've had a number two pick, Wiseman, nothing. They traded him away because he ended up. What if they would have drafted Ball? You know, could yeah. you imagine Ball come, being the third player on that team? Steph would never be responsible for the ball. He could just run. He'd be the red, new Reg Miller, right? Just running off everybody off the screens. So, yeah. um, and then three, it's just, it's, I think it's the situation too. It's, you're on a shitty team. There's no like good players around you and you're being put up front to play. And uh, the best guard, the best defender is going to guard you, right? And so you're not ready for that caliber of talent. To guard you. you know, but but I but I don't know if the best player is guarding him because let's call it the guy for for the Pistons, one of the one of the twins, right? Right. He's all. I mean, he's got Cade Cunningham on his team, right? He's right. got Jaden right. Ivy on his team. But he's, he's killing got, I mean, it. He's averaging like twelve rebounds and like three blocks or some shit like that. Like he's, he's doing. He's on doing one side of the court. Yeah. No. No. And and I don't mean just to say they're not good players or anything. My my thought was. Are they not being developed prior to to getting drafted? Because I mean, they're they're shooting. They're not understanding maybe what some of the good shots are and things like that. I just don't know if they were as ready to come in the league as somebody that has gone to a top tier college program. Who some of these coaches are developing these guys. I don't know who the coaches are for some of these development leagues that are out there. Since it's just a hey, you're going to play with me for four months and that's it, and you're done, and they go to the you know the combine and get drafted. Yeah. If they're getting the the coaching and the development to be ready when they do step on the court, I just it was it was odd. You know, I looked at um, the number two pick, Brandon Miller. You know, spent years at uh, Alabama, and he's right. he's playing he's playing pretty darn well right now. Right. So, I mean, he's having a little bit better year. So I just thought that was interesting to see uh, some of the production for some of those top guys. However, you are right though that guy defensively uh, for the Pistons is is a beast, and as he continues to grow and uh, Expand his game is going to get a lot better. Yeah, so I I, I think it's too also like like Chet. We said he didn't play last year, but he learned how to be in the NBA, and he yep. was around practice facility coaches. You know, videotape record. You know, like all the video sessions. Like he learned the game without necessarily being on the court. So something yeah. that we just and he, you know what 
My, the bet that you made where uh, Victor is going to be MVP, uh, rookie of the year. Yo, I I don't see. I think Chat has pretty much locked it didn't up. Didn't I? Didn't I pick? Didn't I pick Chat? No, you gave me Chat. I don't know if I did that. I I will. You have to, you have to check. You have to check the notes because I, I have it right Chet. here. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I agree with you. Chat is fantastic. You have to go back. I think I picked Chat. But that's okay. I accept maybe you did give. Oh, I think maybe you gave me Wemayama uh, well, and you took Chet. Maybe that's what it was. Look, I didn't put any money in there, so I'm okay with this. Oh my gosh, here we go. You, you yeah, gave they, they were both. Hey, they're both balling, and Chet is taking it as a. He's got a chip on his shoulder, taking it as a yeah. a personal attack, fueling himself every single night to come out and and ball out because everybody's just basically before the season started said, oh, Victor's going to win it, uh, yeah. whatever. That yeah. is what it is. So I love it. Use it as fuel to fire every single night to come out and play it. Uh, and that team, man, yeah, watch out. You watch said, out if it you said they were going to be you know, NBA year. Finals within next this next year, whatever it was. In, I think you said next year, this year, or something like that. So uh, they're looking oh, yeah. good. I don't know how they'll do when it's crunch time, but they're looking good in the regular season so far. So I, you brought up a you brought up a team I wanted to discuss a little bit. You brought up the Warriors, right? Yep. You mentioned some of their draft picks. Are they wasting the opportunity for um, for what's his name, uh, Moses Moody and Kaminga, because I, I'm looking and they're they're still not getting any type of minutes. When they are out there, they're productive and they're getting very limited minutes out there. And then you look on the flip side. I know. You know, Wiggins is getting paid all the money. He is getting paid a ton of money, but I mean, his performance is is down. I yep. mean, he's only averaging like 13 points a game and averaging yep. like 20 something percent. So it's not like he's really the answer out there. And you got Clay really struggling. Why? Why are these young guys not not playing? What are your thoughts? I think they don't have a very good program to develop these guys. Plain and simple. But when but when Kaminga is in the game, he's I mean, he is making plays. He is. He's getting rebounds. He's passing well. He's defending well. But isn't well. he shooting really bad? From three, if you need him in there as a three-point shooter, then yeah. I mean, that's I'm what not, Golden State relies on, right? Their system is based off of shooting. And then Chris Paul isn't doing much either. So you're you're not getting – basically, it's Steph and basically a bunch of not very good players right now. That's Yeah, just, that's sad to see because we looked at that team a year ago and – what have they lost? What have they gained? You gain what people think is one of the best point guards of all time, which I don't agree with. Um, and he's done done what for your team? Made them worse. Yeah, homie. Kaminga shooting nineteen percent from three. Terrible for for you know? three. That yeah, that is definitely not his game. So that kind of goes to the point of you said that's the Warriors. That's what they do. That is their offense. So why the hell did you draft him? Once again, uh, why they draft Wiseman, you know, and then give him away for nothing, basically, yeah. you know. So I, I'm telling you, it's um, this organization has a lot of things they got to figure out with before the trade it, it, deadline. It, whether it's, uh, uh, Clay's going to stay, are you going to try to get rid of Chris Paul and bundle him up with Kaminga and get something, you know, uh, because. I don't think Steph is going to get you to the finals. No, he he can't right now with just by himself. If nobody else is playing at a 
a B to B plus level, he's not going to do it by himself. Now, do you think Chris Paul will be traded? If you had to expire contract, you can maybe get a draft or two, maybe a first round pick. I don't even know if you, you probably have to give somebody, you might be able to get a role player, you know, would you, how about this? Try to get, get rid of Chris Paul. Okay. To the Philly, he comes off the bench as your point, and you get, let's say, Covington and Batum. I don't think Philly would do that. That's think about that. Think about how far Chris has fallen. Where those are pretty good players, but they're not anything special. Like I, I don't, I don't think Philly would do that because Philly, those are two guys that can play defense. They are they're long, can you know. They they can match up with a few different players out there, right. and Chris Chris Paul right now where he's at, I don't see him as just adding the significant value on on a yeah. team. So, um, I I believe I picked I don't know where I picked the Warriors, but I do pick I did pick Steph to win MVP, I believe. Uh, um, I or no, was it Luca? Maybe it was Luca. You picked Luca. Yeah, Luca. Okay. Uh, but anyways, I picked the Warriors to do something this year, and I was way off. I I thought. You know, Clay would kind of come back to his form. You said Western Conference for them. Yeah, and that's definitely not in the cards right now unless they make a trade or something, uh, something crazy happens. So, I don't know. These, some of these guys that they're they're good in the past and people just hold on to this thought of what they were like eight to ten years ago. Chris Paul is not that guy. People have to just start to understand, move on. Like, he's yeah. not that guy. If he needs to retire and, and go out, then that's fine. So, it, it's t- it's tough to see. You know, because I do like watching the Warriors, and they're a struggling team right now with uh, not a lot of guys putting the ball in the hoop. So I have one thing for you. So you know the other team that is that plays in LA. Um, I yes. was just looking at their wins and losses. So they have a seven and nine record, not horrible, not great based off that lineup, but they have won seven games. One of them was against your team. Okay. Uh, they beat your team, and then you guys also won. But out of those seven wins, one was against the Mavericks. One, two, three of them were against the Spurs. One against the Blazers. So basically, four of those games are against the worst te- two teams in the league. And you know what? And this is great. Forget them. Let them not make the playoffs because they're just beating up on really bad teams. And it just goes to show you that you're you're trading for some of these four mega superstars, whatever, on the same team. It, it's not going to always work. It just it just won't work if you don't have enough role player guys that don't need the ball that just want to play defense. Um, it absolutely is not working. Yeah, I mean, you got Westbrook and Harden on the on the same team. That's a recipe for for disaster for any team especially in L.A. with all the expectations and distractions. Give me a break. Um, yeah. So, okay, let me – you know how you're questioning all these kids shooting like 18, 20-some percent three-point line? What do you think yeah. Westbrook is shooting? Westbrook? I think – you know, Westbrook's probably shooting 35 – 40, 35%. 27%. That's about his what? That's about his average. He's usually around thirty. Let me. What do you think Terrence Mann is shooting? I. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Terrence Mann was in the low twenties because he has seen his role um, 
you know, diminish and his minutes diminish and his confidence is not there. So I think he's pressing a little bit. This is with no viewing of anything. I'm going to say he's in the low 20s right now. 13%. Doesn't surprise me at all. So, you know, you know, you're mentioning like these rookies coming in 10 games in, 15 games in, shooting low. These are professional NBA players who've been in the league. Westbrook has been in the league 15 years shooting 30%. Terrence Mann is what, maybe his fourth year, third year, something I like mean, that? I mean, using a guy where his nickname is Westbrook or Westbrick <laughs> is probably not a good – but, yes, I hear that's, you saying – no, that, that makes – that's totally true. Um, and I'm not surprised by the Terrence Mann thing. It's kind of sad when he – you know, when they traded for Harding, immediately you were like, dude, that's a guy that's going to get the short end of the stick here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. because of the talent. It's just yeah. because of you're going to bring in a guy who's a uh, potential Hall of Famer. We'll get into that on a different time and day, though. I mean, uh, we, we we both know where we both stand on that. I think that <laughs> I do. I do want to publicly say I apologize to Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is big. This is big. But I'm willing to admit it. He, he is playing well. And I, I know well. in the past I said he is not a leader. And that still, you know, remains to be seen. However, one in nine, you know, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. Hey, he's showing uh, he's showing what a leader can do. So I want to come out there and say, part of the season, I am wrong. Let's see if Carl Anthony Towns can uh, keep his team on track and keep leading um you know with solid play so and sometimes to be a leader you have to realize that there's somebody better on the court than you right and that you have to take a step back and let that person you know kind of be the leader on the court and he's done a really good job and we were making fun of the fact that they signed three centers and they're making it work they're absolutely making it work well when you look at it right are you considering cat a center i mean i know on paper right but he's not I mean, really a center. I mean, he's a he's a, he plays a power guy forward, but yeah. In, in most other teams, he would play the center role, right? Like if you yeah. if you like on the Clippers, he'd be their center. You know, like he's not playing uh, the power forward role. So uh, for it depends on each team, but they have three centers that are you know that technically four centers on that team. Um, yeah. But uh, but they're doing a great. I mean, uh, Ant is. Just, killing it and go bear as much as we criticize him did you see the highlight of him like in a one possession he basically guarded all five players and intimidated like three players around the rim where they had to pass it out and then redo rerun some other set so uh we can criticize yeah. uh I, you know but again sometimes it's just the coaching something pl- simple as that <laughs> he is a good player However, he's not worth the 74 draft picks and players that they gave up no, to get him. No, no. The Minnesota, got, solid. Minnesota got, you know, very much. Uh, they got they, fleeced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got fleeced of <laughs> It's not PG's. They got big time. Uh, hey, so you know what? We were talking about some uh the Thompson brothers, and there's another player on, on the Rockets, right, that I, I was wondering – do you think this is a good situation for Dylan Brooks to go to a smaller, I don't want to say smaller market, but, you know, a team that's, that doesn't have the expectations to win like he did in Memphis, uh, probably not going to make the playoffs, but he can maybe take a year to kind of fly under the radar a little bit. I mean, he's playing pretty well. I mean, he's, I'll be honest, he's shooting 45% from three, like he's helping his team. Do you think this is a good spot for him to kind of a, uh, 
like resurrect his career a little bit and maybe redefine who he is as a player so he can stick with it. Because there were some people saying, dude, this dude is a fool and he's going to be out of the league next year. He's his teammates don't yeah. want him there. And now he's come to Houston. And what do you think about him over there? I think in Houston, it makes – he's a good def- – look, we can criticize all, a lot of things about him, but he's a pretty good defender. Uh, LeBron took – you know, very few people in the league have been able to, you know, uh, hold LeBron down. But he's a very good player. Once again, the coaching changes everything, right? So they put – he's – there is no leader on that team, right? Like Van Fleet is, I guess. But the rest of them are young players. So they have two relatively veteran players – on that scene and we earlier in the season i was saying what are they doing they have young and they have these kind of older players but like something the coaching is doing something right because sengun whatever however you pronounce his name he's balling out and like everyone's calling the you know the baby Jokic and the way he's playing um i don't know like i think you're right in that maybe maybe memphis's hype got into his head and now he's out on a team that's rebuilding again he did that with memphis right and so he's bringing that kind of attitude to a young team and maybe it might help it's helping them they're they're beating some teams they're beating pretty good teams yeah you know you're you're right on there i think the hype of memphis so you know we've talked in the past about how how good teams you have to develop you you make it to the playoffs and then maybe next year you get to the second round and finally you you break through and you get to a conference championship but you stay hungry I feel like Memphis, you know, they had a couple of decent seasons and they felt like they were owed the respect of being a top tier team in the league. And they didn't stay hungry to keep developing. So I think you may be right. I think the Memphis swag kind of got in the way of them keep grinding, keep saying, hey, we still have a chip on our shoulder. We haven't done anything yet. And that maybe caused a, you know, caused a little bit of downfall for, for them in Memphis. Well, I mean, well, remember that interview that Jaw did before the beginning of last season? And he's like, who who intimidates you? Who are you scared of? I'm not scared of anybody, you know. that that That's the – there's a level of confidence you should have, but only if you – like Boston, you know, Tatum can say that, right? They made it to the finals last year and they lost. We're not – you know, we can do this. We, we yep. competed against the best teams and beat them. Like you won the second round. You made it to like maybe, you know – so, I don't, um, I don't know. Memphis, I don't even think Memphis is going to make – I think they uh, – if it was – I could potentially see them not winning more than 15 games for the entire season, the way they're scored yeah. and they're playing right now. I mean, I think once Jaw comes back, it's going to change. But they've won three games so far. All right, so let, so let's look at this. So you remember the year I'm not I'm not trying to compare John Morant to David Robinson by any means. So don't get me wrong here. But you remember the year where David Robinson got hurt and Tim Duncan they they basically had a terrible season yeah. and they ended up getting Tim Duncan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Memphis has a very strong core. If they won eight to ten games, I mean something stupid, but if they won right. 10 to 15 games and they get the number one pick in the draft somehow. Right. To go along with Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, yeah. you have John Morant. Yeah. I mean, that's a very yeah. good core. So yeah. whoever they draft would not have to come in and be that guy that we were just talking about, Scoot Henderson, some of the Thompson, right? They don't yeah. have to be the one guy. You would already have – I mean, Victor Wimanyama, he, he is the guy. 
So that could be a very interesting scenario if they still hold, you know, if they still have their draft pick. I don't know. Maybe yeah, they're giving I away say, now I Oklahoma City by now. Um, I don't know how many draft picks I have. And it'd be interesting to see who is the name that pops up, you know, later on in the season as the draft kind of gets closer, potential first, second, third picks, you know, and if it's, if it would work for Memphis. But I'm curious to see what, because so that's what I said. They've won three, they're three and 14. So they've played 17 games. So Jaw gets back in eight games. Okay. We'll see what by, happens by by that by that time. Are they now? Here's another question: Are they sellers at the trade deadline? I think the first ten games of Jaw being back will determine a lot, which is okay. tough coming back from zero to just being thrown back into the NBA and being yeah. forced to kind of be the guy and acclimate to the new everything. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, but. If, if I'm the GM there and they're struggling significantly, right, if Ja behind the scenes now and nobody knows, right. you know, except, except them, if he has corrected some of his character flaws, whatever you want to call him, right, and he's back on the right track, I say, hey, let this year kind of play out how it is. If you can get a, a top draft pick to go along with those guys, you are literally back in the top five, top six, you know, conversation for next year. With yeah. a healthy job, a healthy Jaron yeah. Jackson has. I mean, they are they're not crazy far off. If you add a top one or two pick in the draft, depending of on course who not. it is. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. I, I def, yeah, I definitely agree on that. So um, I say you're, I say you're not sellers, and you stick it out. Um, if they are struggling, even when he gets back, and they're just like completely tanking, I say, hey, stick it out, hold tight, let your fans know we got some energy coming next year. We're gonna be back, ready to go. I think they've, you know, I think they've done well enough to where the fans aren't going to say, "Hey, blow it up! This thing's got to go. We need a winner now." They've they've given the fans enough energy and excitement over the last few years where yeah. they'll be all right. I completely agree. Um, all right, it's uh, you got a game for me. I got a quick one for you if you have one. Go for it. All right, um, we were talking about. I said coaches quite a bit throughout that are important. A lot of coaching changes. <laughs> I will make it easy for you. I will give you the coach. Okay. I, do you want me to give you the coach's name and you tell me what team he plays on or he coaches? Me? Yes. Let's go that route. Okay. Wes, the other way, I'm not going to know. Wes Unseld. Give me seven choices. <laughs> okay. okay. Is he Utah, Toronto, or Washington? Uh, we're going. We're going Washington. Okay. Will Hardy, is he Toronto, Utah, or Orlando? Oh, yeah. He's he's Utah. Okay. Uh, let's go with Frank Vogel. Oh, yeah. Frankie. You know him. No, yes? No? You don't know the answer to that? Do you need trivia? No, Frank Vogel. He, he, was the, he was the Lakers guy before, right? Yeah. So what team is he on now? Fuck. Um, okay, I'll see. give you where, where did Frankie Boy go? I don't I'll, know. I'll go. But I'm gonna Portland, go. Phoenix, no, or oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's with Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. Like you should know that one. Okay, uh, Rick Carlisle. Is yeah, he's he, been? I think we're like twelve different teams. Is he with Houston, Indy, or Detroit? Um, I think he did coach with Indy and Detroit in his past. I'm gonna say he's with Houston right now. 
He's with Indy. Oh, again? Okay. Okay. We got Monty Williams. Is he with Houston, Detroit, or Cleveland? Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't think Cleveland fired theirs because they had a good, and he wasn't there last year because didn't he get fired from the Suns? Right? Who? Let Monty? Monty got fired from... Didn't he get fired from the Suns last year? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's with the Rockets. He is with Detroit. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, okay. Udoka, Emmy Udoka, Udoka, Udoka. Is he with Toronto, Brooklyn, Houston, or Toronto? There you go. Oh, we're going. Yeah. Who is it? It's going Brooklyn. It's not. Come on, yo. He's with Houston. Is he with Houston? Oh my goodness, he came with Fred Van Vliet right over there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? It, Brooklyn, Brooklyn wanted him, I remember, after okay. he got fired. So Jacques Vaughn, is he with Cleveland, Brooklyn, or Toronto? It, dog, was he still with Brooklyn? I was has he been fired yet? He used to be with Brooklyn. I'm gonna say Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah, is you know how I always remember Jacques Vaughn? Because it was one of Matt's favorite players because he went to Kansas. Kansas, yep. Yeah, I won't bug you anymore because there's a. I honestly didn't even know half these. The the dude's name in Toronto, I can't even pronounce. Darko Raj Rajako. Darko Darko Milicic. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, Darko played like two seasons in the NBA. And- Dude, you know what? He probably honestly though, he probably made like fifteen mil, at least fifteen to twenty mil. In those handful- he came in at the wrong time, man. If he was fifteen years later, second yeah, pick, right? whatever. And I couldn't even tell you how to pronounce OKC's name. Mark Day. It, yeah. It's, it's exactly. It's not as easy as it looks there, Amir. No, no I, I, I just, you know, you gave me a tough one and I aced it last week. So I figured I'd take it right back at you. <laughs> you did. And I'll tell you what, that was bullshit. I needed to make sure you weren't looking at your computer. Okay. So we're going to throw the challenge flag on that one. All right. All right. Um, all right, people. Thank y'all for listening. We'll be back again next week. Um, with the results of the first round of the in-season tournaments. Let's go. Peace. Peace.